Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. It's Austin, and I have Trevor with me this episode. What's going on? Hello. <laughs> yep. So we got some drinks going. We got uh, got some football. Watch Tom Brady and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to uh, take out our arch rivals, the uh, Green Bay Packers here in the Metro Detroit area. <clears throat> While the Lions are a uh, well-established crap football team, um, as long as the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a good season That's in my mind. I care about. If we're not going, neither is Rodgers. That's, <laughs> That's right. It. That's right. Period. And now I just really hope that the uh, Josh Allen and the Bills can make a miracle happen. I'd love to see Bills-Bucks Super Bowl. That would Bowl. be tremendous, but... I feel like that's too much of a Cinderella story. I don't. I don't think we're going to see that happen. You probably not. Um, Mahomes so. is too good, and Buffalo kind of sucks something awful. No, they're not they're that bad. But no, but they ain't that good. So, um, this week, getting together, talking about uh, we're spending some time earlier doing some dry firing and uh, you know messing with the the uh, the rifles a little bit. So uh, I shared a a video. Uh, an informational video on our Facebook earlier today on the the history right behind um, what's it's called the they're known as the Mark 18 right or CQBR which is uh, an acronym just like everything else <laughs> you know uh, close quarters battle receiver a lot of people think it means battle rifle and I mean I guess if you want to split hairs <clears throat> you know whatever but um, basically it's it's been the go-to staple here in like america of how you're gonna run the the ar platform in a shortened capacity right you know uh i think most of us if you go ahead and buy a pistol that's pretty much what you're looking for you, you want a shortened barrel for you know variety of tasks 10 and a half 11 and a half somewhere in there well, that's what we run right yours is a 10.5 yes um you know you still rock the the a-frame the, the a2 zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Mod inspired. Zero inspired. I don't ball hard enough to have an actual Mark 18 Mod Zero, but I make it look darn close. I just think that uh, it's a little bit overrated. The whole. I mean, the clone thing. I have a lot of respect for people that want to um, that clone firearms. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, that's just <clears throat> if you can source parts that are factory. It's kind of like like restoring a classic car. Right. Yeah. Um, Factory original parts. Yeah, you source parts uh, that are either. I don't know if you even get so much into serial numbers if it's a limited thing, but you know, a Colt upper, a Colt barrel, uh, certain companies, uh, certain model quad rails, rear sights, uh, optics, optic mounts, and 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 here's the crazy part, right? Is since cloning took off, these optics that are 20 years old that are not even comparable quality wise to what we have on the market today in the civilian side, but are going for the five and six times that price because people want to clone firearms, right? Which is super cool. I mean, I like, I would love to own a completely, you know, clone specific, correct Mark 18 mod zero or even a mod one. But I mean, if we're getting right down to it, as long as I have something that looks close and is functional for how I like to shoot, I'm happy. Building something out of specifically sourced surplus parts, it just it doesn't do it for me. It doesn't get me hard. <laughs> I would rather just save the money. I would build what I want affordably, reliably, and just go from there. Now, do I do I enjoy the fact that I have a factory original Knight's Armament vertical broom handle grip and uh, rail covers? Maybe. Sure. I mean, I, I guess know. I can kind of brag about it to like the three people I know that actually care about stuff like that. Well, and here's the, stu- the stupid part, right? Is because when you, we got those vertical grips, because you got one and uh, our dad got one on the, the rifle we built him as a Christmas gift a couple right. years back. I found those for 10 bucks, those vertical grips. Yeah. And they're awesome. I mean, honestly, I think for the way they attach to a, a pick rail, it, it's an awesome design. It's mm-hmm. tops in my book. Um, Super simple. Yeah, that's great. But now uh, they're up to like forty five, fifty bucks. No, and uh, well, I mean, you're not going to pay that for it. No, <clears throat> but the 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 crummy part is like it comes in waves. It's almost like people find, hey, I found like eight boxes of these things sitting somewhere in some warehouse, and then the market gets flooded with them a little bit, yeah. and you see prices go down, um, and then they come back up. Like right now, obviously, everything's expensive because. So you can't find anything. Accessories, well, ammunition, firing everything up. You know, we're riding with Biden, so everybody's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, see what's going to happen. Well, and it just makes it that much worse, right? But <laughs> if we're talking about, you know, um, 
SBRs or AR pistols. I feel like a lot of people go with the pistol route. Um, If you're cloning, you're going to go SBR. You know, you're going to pay your $200 tax stamp. You're going to do it the the, quote unquote the the right way. Um, But if you're just building something that you want a shorter barrel capacity or barrel length, I'm sorry, um, and still have that ammo capacity, still have the ability to reach out further more accurately than a pistol, you're going to go with something like we said, uh, 10.5, 11.5 inch, at least. Mm You know, and I kind of touched on this, uh, you know, weeks back when I did uh, an episode on building your own your own AR and what you're looking at. But um, you said 10.5. I believe the specific cutoff is like 10.3 inches. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can pin and weld a muzzle device. And well, not even that. It's just that when you go below 10.3, you, you start, start dwell time, and you're you're ballistic coefficient's going to drop off a bit right you start to lose the the positives to that round uh to the 556 round it doesn't cause tumbling if it doesn't if it's not at least a 10.3 which is what makes that round good and and effective for defensive shooting you know to, to take down a human target right um which is always the goal well and that's not to say you can't have an effective defense weapon in a shorter barrel right um but if you're you just got to keep in mind that if you're going with a nine inch or a seven inch in five, five, six, you probably don't want to be taking that shot, you know, a hundred yards, 150 yards out. Um, your accuracy is not going to be what it could be. Your penetration is not going to be what it, you probably want it to be. Right. Um, and really, if you look at it that, and everyone can make all the jokes, but three inches, two and a half inches difference, uh, is that really going to a noticeable impact? Well, <clears throat> I'd prefer two and a half more inches. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, indoors, uh, again, in the CQB style situation, then. Which is what the majority of us would be using our. Right. Um, but, it, you know, and, for and if that's. Room clearing, home defense. I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to be the, that guy that says, oh, you know, when, when the poop hits the fan. But, I mean, how, how often realistically do you see yourself engaging targets more than 200 yards out mm, with a 5.56 well, five, five, round? I mean, I personally, that's, that's the largest caliber that I own. Yeah. I know you're, you're, you're playing with the big boys now that you got your, your fancy dancy bolt gun with your six, five Creedmoor and, oh, I can reach you out to a not thousand yet. yards and uh, yeah, right. I, I could, um, not really, I probably thousand yards is a bit much, but, um, I can't even find 6.5 Creedmoor ammo right now. Right. So I'm still riding that same boat. I personally wouldn't feel right taking a shot out at 200 yards with a five, just because me personally, accuracy wise, I don't know if I have it, but yeah, in a shorter barrel configuration, it's, it's that it goes back to right tool for the right job. Right. You know, uh, if you're a little bit longer, if you live out in the country, out in the wide open, your ideal setup is not going to be 10.5 inches because you're not going to be dealing with an indoor situation or an urban environment where you get a lot of corners you got a lot of obstacles you got you know maneuverability is a real consideration right. for you it's i need to be able to reach out and touch something mm-hmm. at a distance so you're not going to run a red dot or you might not you know do a red dot with a magnifier I'm, I'm you're going to go for a, an 18 inch barrel with some 458 socom are you really Sure. No. I mean, if we're just talking <laughs> hypotheticals, yeah, I don't mind paying for ammunition when it doesn't actually have to hit my bank account. Yeah, 458 SOCOM, that's my preferred uh, self-defense round. But, I mean, if you're talking in terms of a 5.56, yeah, you yeah. want a 16 or 18-inch. You want a, probably an LPVO, something like 1 to 8, I would think, mm-hmm. something you can dial up or dial down as you need. You know, it's just We're talking about this, <clears throat> and not to like completely steer the, the subject in a different direction, but I was watching Rampage last night. The movie with Dwayne Johnson about, like, yeah, the old arcade game. Please stop talking. The dude tries to shoot a 30-foot wolf from a helicopter with an AR chambered in 5.56, and they think one shot, like, killed it. I know that it's the movies, but please be better. Try a little harder, guys. I mean, you see him do the mag check. It's clearly 5.56 to anybody who's paying attention. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to put down this monstrous animal with one shot of 5.56 from a helicopter. Yeah, uh, not realistic. It's not, it's not I mean, even with a 16-inch barrel, which I'm sure it wasn't. Because it was um, – Because it doesn't – a Daniel Defense. I want to say it was like a Daniel Defense. It was a real bougie one. It had all kinds of – 
Um, like, well, that's the thing is that the short barrel stuff looks better for movies because you can fit it in the frame easier and right. it just, it looks more high speed and everything. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but realistically, I mean, that's the, the downfall of Hollywood and we've talked about this how many other times. Hollywood doesn't really ever get it right. They're interested in accuracy. They're interested well, in making money. Some of them, are, that's not fair. Some of them are interested in accuracy, but most of the time they just want to make their money and move on. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Um, I think the Mark 18 gets... Uh, I mean, like, okay, so the Mark 18, we talk about anything from a 10.3 to 11.5, um, you know, type setup, which is different than, like, an SBR or even, a like, the HK416, which, because I was just thinking movies and, and Mark 18s, you see, like, uh, the original John Wick. He has a, it looks, it's a quad rail, it's a 416 that he's running. Is, is it, it a 416? I thought it was, like, a 416 clone or, like, a one-off of a 416. I don't believe it's an actual HK. It is. Yeah, because we're because gonna ask his, the Google real quick. You go, I'm, do I'm it. Almost certain that that is well. Not no, a, because his his uh, pistol that he used um, in the first one was also an HK. Well, so, I know the pistol was, and it had that custom obnoxious break on the end of it. But hold on. Well, I mean, yeah, because um, he had that and he had the Glock twenty six. But then he got in the second film, and he used the Glock, uh, uh, the Glock thirty four, the custom, the Terran Tactical Combat Master or whatever. Um, and then I guess technically what he was using in that second movie would be closer to a Mark 18, uh, um, cause it was supposed to be an 11 and a half inch barrel, but it had a, uh, like a, it didn't have a quad rail on it, which is fine. Now that they're moving into new stuff, I guess you don't necessarily have to have a quad rail. Um, but there's, that's the difference, you know, the 416 is a piston driven gun, whereas your Mark 18s are, you know, a gas gun. Right. So did you find it? I'm going through the list of... Okay, so yes, the, the HK P30L with custom compensator. That was the handgun he used in the first movie. Right. I'm looking for the rifle because yeah. I'm positive that I am right and you are wrong. It's a 416. It's not 416. I'm Trevor is good. Trevor is wise. Hold on. The Google is going to prove. Aha! Customized Kohari Arms CA415. What? Booyah. The look of so, astonishment on your face because this is a podcast and you can't see it. So Austin has been proven wrong. He doesn't know how to respond to the situation. Okay, so it's take just this in it's no. So what? It's a clone of a four sixteen. Hold on, I'm just basking in this moment because I imagine this is how you feel all the time when we talk about guns. Hold on, it's wrong. Yeah, no, this is a good feeling. This is nice. Okay, I can get used to this. But okay, yes. But I, I was technically correct. I said it was a clone of a four sixteen. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. That's a, it's a badass gun for sure. Definitely a piston gun. Has a sweet EOTech sight that's more than a little bit outdated, but, you know, we'll forgive him for well, that. Well, I mean, the problem is, is with any of that stuff, whether it's a clone or a real 416, you're paying so much money just because it's a gas gun. I mean, if you look at other short barrel rifle varieties, right, yeah. um, the SIG MCX, right, yeah. uh, comes to mind. And that's still, SIG is the, it's like the, the discount version of the 416 mm -hmm. that people can get here on a more readily available uh basis and it's still a 12 to 1600 dollar gun so, do you know have you heard of those uh i don't know the, the guys on the keyboard ninjas call them the mutant or whatever where it's uh it's a 762 chambered ar-15 and it accepts like ak magazines have you seen those is that i've never heard it called that uh um, i've seen mike the guy who works on our cars yeah yeah he says it's called a, the mutant is what it's called but it's supposed to be an ar platform that accepts ak yeah. mags and it's just a modified lower receiver so okay but is that a does that is that like a gas gun or a piston gun um it depends know? on the upper well i know that but i have no idea if it's if it's firing most seven, of the time well no i mean because it's 762 is pretty close to the 308 yeah okay in size relatively speaking right you can have an ar chambered in 308 that accepts normal AR style magazines versus 762 AK mags. Okay. And it's still a gas gun. It would, de Fair. it just depends it, you can do it either way. Um, I would think you'd probably normally see it as a gas gun because pistons, it's just, it's so expensive. Yeah. And the kind of people that own something like that, I, I just, I feel like they're probably not spending $2,500 on a specialty upper receiver like that. I would agree with that. Although he does own an M13. What, an M13? The rifle? SIG MCX? No, no. Like an actual M13 308 rifle. I don't know what that is. M13? Because when you say M13, I'm sorry, my mind goes straight to Call of Duty Warzone, and, which is the yeah. SIG MCX. It's just chambered. In, that one's chambered in 5.56. Five, no, 
the the M M fourteen M fourteen. Yes, M fourteen. My bad. That's on me. Yeah, an M fourteen with the adjustable stock, like the multi point stock. Why? Why does he own one? Yeah, why? I don't get um, it. I, he had too much money in his pocket oh, or something. Well, I can tell you that's guess, a problem I've never actually I guess had. he's always wanted one, and it's like definitely an expensive gun. Super cool, although I was toting it around the shop, and after about three minutes, I, I had enough. I was done. Like, that's really cool. Not practical at all because it, it's like a 20-round box magazine, basically, and mm-hmm. they're super expensive. It's super heavy. I think the last time I saw one at – it was either <clears> – maybe <throat> it was still Field and Stream – Maybe like Sportsman's Warehouse. Um, yeah, it's like an $1,800 gun before you yeah. touch like anything else for it. I mean... It's just not a very logical setup, especially given the weight and everything. Now, if you're going to just be shooting from a, a bipod... That's totally different, and I 100% yeah. would rock one. If I was like, you know, just posting up someplace and I could, you know, let the weight of it sit on a literally anything other than, you know, my arm... I would be totally okay with that. But I, for me personally, I think the largest caliber I would ever go for, like a home defense or a CQB gun, it's going to be five, five, six, maybe 300 blackout if I ever. See, I, yeah, I'd be okay with 300 blackout for a couple reasons. If um, I ever spent the money on like an assault pickle or something, like got my tax stamp and bought a silencer. You know, assault I, pickle. You know, I, so for, I, I would be okay with a 308, or uh, sorry, the 300 blackout because yeah. it does have a. That's a subsonic uh, round. Well, you can get subsonic rounds. It's not by design, but yes, three hundred blackout with subsonic is about the quietest you're going to get one of these guns. Yeah. Um, but also that it's got the trajectory of a thrown rock. Like it's it's not going to reach out. It doesn't reach the the velocity that a five five six round does because yeah. bigger, right? It's heavier. Um, I would say that's probably a good choice if you were doing something CQB specific. Um, but it's more expensive. You know, what's to find that company ammo. making those? Um, like those CQB specific like. This the the Q armaments Q armament is that what it's Honey called? Badger is that what you're talking about the, the Honey one Badger that the, and then the Sugar Weasel the one that the ATF came after because they were essentially selling it as a as a a full AR pistol with their yeah. own proprietary brace built in and stuff yeah yeah I tried saying that it was it needed to be like an SBR or something yeah that it had to be because of how the collapsible stock I don't it. yeah this well it wasn't even a stock it was a brace. And there's other companies that make collapsible braces like that, like Maxim Defense. And I think yeah. Strike Industries is also coming out with one that's very similar. Okay. Um, I believe that was the problem, is that because they were selling it as a, as a pre-built package that way. Um, there was some kind of uh, discussion around whether they were selling pre-built SBRs as pistols, which would I mean, obviously illegal. But, um, I mean, I watched the interview with that guy that started the company. Yeah. He's a he's a pretty smart guy. I really doubt that he just, oh, whoopsie poopsie, I was selling SBRs. Oh. No, I, I think it was just our government getting a little antsy because they don't want us to have nice things is kind of what that comes to. Well. Like, oh, hey, look, I shooting mean, enthusiasts having fun. Let's go find a rule that says they can't. That's pretty much what the ATF does. Although I totally, uh, if when I get my tax return, it's going to be really hard. I did look at the sugar weasel, which is for those of us who are balling on a budget, which that's me every day, all day. Uh, it's like the, what, 1200 or $1,500 variant where it doesn't have the really cool adjustable brace. It has like... The side folder? Yeah, no, 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 no. It has the, um, the multi-position adjustable brace. Oh, just the one from uh, SP Tactical. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's chambered in five five six, yep. not three hundred blackout. I'm and, okay with that. You know, it's still got like the eleven and a half inch barrel, but it has their proprietary cherry bomb compensator on it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I honestly, um, <clears throat> no, I I moved up right because I had a ten point five inch barrel, if you remember, on yep. my air pistol. And you put an eleven and a half inch on there because sometimes that extra inch is exactly what she needs. She being the rifle, right? Yeah, what the hell else would I be talking about? Yeah. This is a family-friendly so, podcast. Yeah, as you said, like, at three minutes in, something about getting you hard, family-friendly. Listen, anybody listening to this, I guarantee you they have cable. Not the worst thing they've heard, even today. Probably. So, um, God damn it! now I lost my train of thought. I was thinking about talking you getting hard. Uh, wow, that's... The, no, okay, huh. so when I had my 10.5-inch, I decided yeah. to spend real money on getting a handguard, and I bought a uh, Bravo Company Manufacturing quad rail. 
that was just a little bit longer than I thought, and I wasn't sure, you know, it was covering up the just the very bottom part of my A2 birdcage. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to say the hell with it and ordered a new uh, Roscoe Bloodline 11.5-inch barrel so that it was an appropriate length, which you know, increases dwell time, gives you a little bit extra reach, um, well, a little better performance. I mean, I believe you're running a Surefire Warden now. You would not be able to use that muzzle no. device now because... No, yeah, I would have, I would have to replace the barrel now. And luckily, mm-hmm. when I did it back then, the uh, the shop that I ordered it through, um, you know, if you order the parts through them, they would install them for you, which was right. a really great policy. And I'm sad to have seen uh, seen them go, but yeah. um, they installed it for me. It was it was really cool. Uh, so yeah, 11.5 inch. It, it, yeah, you really don't notice. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was going up to like a 13.7 from a 10.5 yeah you're you're gonna notice that especially like you said you're putting a warden on the end of it or something right it's gonna add some length that's the other reason why with sbrs and stuff because if you run a um if you run a can right yeah. then after your overall length is still approximately at that uh 16 inch mark you know whereas if you think about doing cqb with a 16 inch rifle you're it changes what, 24 yeah 26 yeah. inches depending on the size of the can and it's like okay this is getting a little bit ridiculous to swing around corners with, and right. you really got to think about the application that you're you're trying to address, right? Yeah. And that's why I think that you know uh, some people, I, you know, and we talked about this again. I've done it on a couple episodes. You kind of got to start back and and work your way backwards. Like here's where I want to be, right? And then plan your way backwards to where you're at um, instead of just. It's not ideal, right, to buy a 16-inch gun and then break it down and swap the barrel for something shorter and then get a pistol registered lower. And then, mm. you know what I mean? Like, just if, find what you want and go and get it. Or cry once. Because right. ultimately, if you're not happy with what you buy, you're going to try and turn it into what you want. You're going to end up spending probably 50 to 100% more than you would if you would have oh, just I bit mean, the bullet. Yeah, I mean, easily. I mean, how many, <clears throat> I mean, not to, not to put you on the spot, but how many iterations did your Mark 18 go through before... It reached its current uh, level uh, of juiciness. I mean, because it started off with a fixed front sight, and yeah, then yeah, to post sight. Yep, and then I six, had to pay to have the. I bought the new handguard, which wasn't anything crazy. It was like a sixty-dollar eBay handguard when I first got it. Um, so I had to have that installed, and that cost me like another sixty bucks. So that's a hundred and twenty. I spent two hundred dollars getting the new rail, plus another hundred dollars. I already five hundred dollars over the original purchase price on this thing. 550 if you count the very original drop in quad reel i bought for uh off of again off of ebay and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. you know i didn't it, you know the original buying price of the quad rail or i'm sorry of the upper receiver and the pistol lower receiver and the transfer fee right was still i think not quite 550 or if it was it was right so there it was so worth it, just buy what you i just wanted. well yeah or get an upper receiver that had a slim uh handguard that i could have swapped out a lot easier without having to pull the barrel you know right but it's the beauty of hindsight and is you know hey i know better now and you know future purchases being what they may be although to look at what i want and how to research and that's and that's the other thing that like kills me about that stuff too is that people don't do any of the research you know like oh well, I got a you know um, a three oh eight an AR pistol in three oh eight. Why home defense? Fucking really? Like home defense with a three oh eight? Well, and Are here's you the trying thing: trying to defend the home next door to yours. Well, and that's that's my the thing I don't think people really think about when they oh I have a hunting rifle or something. You know, like we got to uh, it just you have to think about what happens after you pull that trigger, right? Over penetration is a real issue when you're looking it frequently. at frequently god when you're looking at uh <laughs> like home defense and sheetrock and drywall or even yeah. wet plaster in some of these older homes yeah, those are not ballistic materials those yeah, yeah. so and that's what you know you talk about high velocity rounds like a 556 because it is i mean velocity wise it's faster than a nine millimeter or oh, a 45 yeah. you know so it's not even the most ideal thing for home defense and that's not saying that something like a shotgun is necessarily the best choice honestly a handgun for all ballistic performances Ammo capacity, uh, maneuverability, ease of use is probably the best for in-home defense, but it's sure. shootability is where it really falls short because it's smaller. Well, right? smaller, a little bit more difficult to control, easier to manipulate, more difficult to control. Yeah. And you get a lot of people who they'll buy a gun for home defense and then they don't train, they don't practice. They don't go to the range. They're yeah. just, they, you know. They buy it and they don't touch it thinking that, you know, <clears throat> it'll be fine when they go to use it. They can just 
pick it up and, and go. And I mean, I get it, you know, life being what it is, there's always something that pops up. So what, it, all right. So what, now, since we're talking about the people that, you know, maybe we can lump them in with the FUDs a little bit, maybe. Okay. Um, what do you think about the people that they, they go out and they buy their first gun and they get that, that taste of, of being a gun owner? Ooh, so exciting because I got, I got a gun. It's like walking around with a third, you yeah, know. Like, yes. Um, and they're like, hey, I have, let's say, a Ruger LC9. Mm. Like a just, is that the okay. small one? What's the little one? What's the stripper pistol? Is that the LC9 or the LCS? or total is 9mm or 380? The 9mm. LC9. Yeah. Okay. The little baby one that looks like like a PPK it's their, it's their, threw up, and that was the gun. Yeah, it's their their subcompact. It was like yeah, built to concealed carry. compete with like the shield and yeah, the forty three. Hate it. Can't stand it. Shot it once, never again. Uh, uh, that was okay. actually the first gun that my wife ever shot, and then she uh, managed to cut her thumb open at the gun range. Just yeah. made my point for me. <laughs> um, so let's say this guy goes out and he he his 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 grandmammy gave him um, three hundred dollars for Christmas. So he goes out and he gets a Ruger LC nine. Because, you know, need a compact carry gun, which, okay, fine. Ruger makes a good product. I'm not a fan, but it's so. I, and I and I'm, I don't want to rip on anybody because, I mean, you by all means should work within your budget and your yes. constraints. No, absolutely. And I think that, you know, uh, given the options out there, that the LC9 or even the Security 9 now, it's mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, but um, in that price range at three to $400 range. Oh, no, no, hold on. You interrupted th- me. That makes, well, I'm just making the point that, we're not trying to rip on somebody who may be in that situation. I would rather oh, no. see you buy a Ruger LC9 for home defense than, yeah. than either nothing at all or right. like a, a Sky 9mm SCCY sure. or whatever. Or, shudder the thought, a High Point. Ooh. Yeah. yeah you know, know, High Point's a fine gun. Yeah, pop uh, metal and luck. Sometimes it's all you need is a little luck. Oh, yes. Kind of like no, this. No, that, that wasn't the point I was making. I mean, Ruger makes a good product. I personally didn't care for the LC9 because, well, you and I have giant man hands, and that's that's kind of a small gun, a little bit more difficult to manipulate. I didn't care for the low-profile sights. Whatever. So the point I'm making is, okay, so this person, he buys his first gun. It's a 9mm. It's an LC9, right? Okay. Instead of buying a full-size handgun off of the same caliber, he decides, well, I've already got a 9mm. I need a 45 cal because, you know, 9mm will kill the man, but 45 kills the soul, right? God's round. It is God's round, yeah. Well, Ask anybody that owns a 1911. There's, there's an old saying that, uh, oh, God created all, all men and Sam Colt made him equal, you know, because it was 45 long Colt uh, back in the day. And then, you know, I, we have the, the 45 ACP. Anyways, so this person goes out and he gets a 45 caliber full size handgun. Okay. Something super impractical. I don't even, it's. I want to say what a uh, like an EAA Windicator or some I don't know what witness it's, EAA witness yeah maybe it's that's a, a polymer what EAA at least and they have some higher end stuff but their low end stuff I believe is like a bastardized uh, it's like a CZ clone so now CZs yeah. older CZs were all metal guns yeah. it's not the the P10Cs and stuff in P10s that you see now yeah. it's an all metal gun whereas the EAA version um, is a polymer lower with a metal slide and yeah right. I used to be able when guns were more available you could find those things for so okay. three four hundred dollars all over the joint well, the point is he bought a cheap forty five caliber full size handgun because he already had a nine millimeter okay so then he goes out and he buys a five five six AR-15, 16-inch barrel. I think it was an M&P Sport 2. Great rifle, nothing wrong with it. Okay. But then he decides his next purchase, he needs something in a 300 blackout. That so when I, I, I ask him, like, hey, you know, you're kind of all over the spectrum on this. What does your home defense plan look like? And he gave me the most FUD answer there is. I'm going to kill whoever breaks into my house. End of story. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah, bullets. We love them. Yeah. Okay, um, what do you think about maybe having shared calibers across your platforms? Maybe, you know, your carry gun and your full size share the same caliber. Or your CQB rifle and your SPR, let's call it, type rifle uh, share the same caliber. What do you think about maybe something like that where you, you, you can share calibers amongst multiple firearms? Oh, that's just stupid. Yeah, right now that person is scrambling to find ammo because they had maybe three or four boxes of nine millimeter and then one box of ammunition for literally everything else that he owned, including the 12 gauge, $200 Taurus shotgun that he bought. Um, 
Is it Taurus? I know the Taurus made shotguns. Maybe it's not Taurus. Maybe it's an H and R. I don't know. It was a cheap shotgun that he got on sale for one hundred and seventy dollars. I have a two hundred dollar H and R shotgun. I have a two hundred dollar uh, Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No, honestly. no, not at all. It's still it's made, shotguns. It still are, goes boom. Shotgun technology hasn't changed in a while. They're inherently cheaper, but. It's true. But the point I'm making is, you know, the people that do that and then they don't practice with any of it. You know, they're they're those people, they invite you into their home and they're like, hey, want to see something cool? And then they open up like their deluxe picture frame that, you know, you got to wave a magnetic key fob over it so it pops open. And the only thing I'm thinking is, oh, my God. Are you going to know exactly where to wave that thing in the middle of the night? Because, I mean, let's say, you know, you're, you're home, you're half buzzed because you were out at the bar earlier. You come home, you pass out, something goes bump in the night. You're fumbling. You can't even find your keys to find the magnetic fob. And then well, you're and waving it all over the place. You know, and that's – it's not a bad idea for something like that if it's a uh, – if it's not your go-to, right? If it's just something else oh, sure. in the house, having but, toys are that's always you know. Fun. But I don't even I don't even like calling them toys. But yeah, you know, if your your primary defense gun is because sure. like mine, my carry gun sits next to me, you know, on my nightstand. Same thing with my wife, and then everything else is secured in another part of the house. Right, can, so I I'm ask, not, can I ask you a, a personal question, Austin? I feel like if I said no, you're gonna do it anyways. So right, you are. How many rounds of nine uh, millimeter sit next to your bed at a given point? Um. None. They were all lost in a boating accident. No, I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, in my gun, I really, I'll be honest, I don't have a spare mag next to the bed with me um, at all times. I probably should, but I don't. Um, wow. I do have uh, uh, mm, at least at 13. least eleven. Eleven. At least eleven. Sometimes Wouldn't more. It shock you to know that I am in fact more prepared than you because I have. I don't ball as hard as you. So when the forty three X came out, I stuck with my tried and true. 43 very plain very vanilla i'm an unexciting guy what can i tell you i got like two moves they haven't ever changed probably never going to I, if i were you i would really consider it i'm i mean i might i might get like a 43x lower and just throw my 43 slide on the top just see how the other half lives you know maybe spice up my life a little it's bit. honestly if but, you're one of those people listening and just fyi you can do that you know if yeah. you uh cool because the serialized you can, portion is the lower the polymer yeah i mean but you can pick up a uh 43x or a 48 lower and throw your 43 slide and barrel on there uh and it'll work just fine and it'll it's a little bit bigger a little bit wider so it'll accept those 10 round magazines Mm -hmm. um get a little bit better grip on the gun if you got you know big old mitts uh the old ham hocks for hands but uh, as we do yeah i that's that's why i moved away from my mnp shield nothing wrong with the with the shield um I and never. even your and even your friend that bought the ruger honestly right now the gen one shields you can find those use mm-hmm. gently used at that for three three fifty the shield or you used to be able really, to i don't know i'll be completely honest when i bought my glock 43 mm-hmm. i bought a glock because that's what i was told to buy yeah and, and i remember the store tried really hard to sell me an mnp shield I know it was the same guy, and he did sell me on the shield because I didn't want to wait another, like, two weeks to get the 43, so I just... Should have waited. I should have, and, you know, and the shield was fine. The shield served me very well, you know, for what it is. It's a reliable gun. A lot of people really like it. Oh, no, it's a great gun. Great platform, super ergonomic. And Smith & Wesson, the M&P line, everything they've done with that, uh, for the most part, has been pretty solid. You know, the 2.0 series has been great. Yes, Um, absolutely. The one point, the the first gen, I mean, not, like, terrible issues. They did have a little bit of accuracy issues because the barrel just how it mates no, with the no slide platform is without its um the trigger Absolutely. wasn't the greatest but i mean it was a serviceable reliable weapon that's lot lots of law enforcement went to it yeah. the 2.0 has been been better God, so i'm not saying thousands that, of dollars did you have tied up in your mnp no i not that no because i bought my my full size yes no i bought it for four or 450 the barrel was so like, like two, 150 two no. Plus, that, how much? Yeah, how much did you spend on gunsmithing work on that gun? Between having the barrel fit, the trigger. No, because the barrel. I have to because I ordered the barrel through the shop by the house. They did it. He fit it for free. Oh, that's so that nice. was like the one fifty for the barrel or two hundred for the barrel. Um, it was, and then the trigger and the sights were both a gift <laughs> from uh, Lexi when we were dating. So I didn't really spend money on those. She did. Um, but it's still $100 between the two in gunsmithing, which is a total ripoff. If you guys don't own a sight pi- a pusher tool, you need to do one of two things. Either you need to go out and buy one. Or, or you need to make friends with somebody who has one. Yeah, you're no. welcome. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you for putting the sights on my Glock. That's, honestly, that's another reason why I like Glocks is changing the front sight is so easy on those yes. things. It's a $5 tool you can buy on Amazon. It's a little like screwdriver thing. 
and that's driver. it. Not basically driver, a glorified yeah. nut driver. It's super easy with Glock's proprietary handle. <laughs> proprietary handle. That style of handle is proprietary. It's I like bet you thing. you'll find it. Whatever you'll find other tools that have that. It's just a four pointed handle. It's saying that. Anyways, what are we even talking about? Guns I, and stuff. Yeah. What are we sipping on right now? By the way. Tell the people at home this what, is, uh, what is this, because you bought it. I know I've seen it on the shelves a few this times. This is and... uh, New Riff. It's a single single barrel bourbon. Okay. Uh, it's 111 proof. I know the, um, if you guys ever listen to the the Bourbon Junkies, they're on, on YouTube, Dan and Sean. They're actually about an hour and a half north of where we are, but super, super funny. Give their stuff a, a quick check real quick if, you, if you're into bourbons and whiskeys. But they actually were talking this up, and I keep seeing it on the shelf because they've got – the single barrel, they've got the bottled and bond small batch, they've got rye. Um, it's definitely the new kit on the block, but I'm, I mean, for four, what was this, 45 bucks? 55. For $55, I'm going to pick up a bottle of the, yeah. the single barrel. It's not too oh, bad. Maybe the small batch from Feeling Poor. Which, maybe, I don't think it's any cheaper. I don't think it is because they do rye and stuff. But, but I mean, it's it's quite good. But I mean, you quite know, good. I I don't think, I mean, carrying something like the. The Glock 43 and then like a Glock 19 or a Glock 17. Um, while you can't necessarily swap the magazines, uh, being able to drop the ammo out of one or just you only have to worry about buying and storing one kind of ammunition. Um, well, that's why the state it's, troopers. It's simplicity. Right. And I was just going to say yeah, that. The state troopers made that change. They went from the SIG 40 caliber a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, and their a, backup being a Smith & Wesson J for aim chambered in 357. Yeah. Now they carry, I believe it's a Glock 17 as the standard carry. And mm-hmm. then the Glock 26 as a backup. As the backup carry because the, the am, ammunition is interchangeable and you can actually take a Glock 17 magazine and use it in the Glock 26. It'll right. look super goofy, but the gun will run. Well, and a lot of people that carry the 26 will do that, right? They'll carry the 26 concealed mm-hmm. and then their backup mag will be a Glock 17 mag because you go from 10 rounds to 17. And I mean, when makes I, sense, when you know? I, the, the few times, and I mean the very few times I've actually carried my Glock 19 on my hip, um, I, I had a Glock 17 magazine in it. Well, why not? I mean, if you're going to, if you're not worried about concealing or if you no, can No, it's can always conceal. in the winter, and it was when I was fatter before I lost, like, my 25 pounds of COVID weight. Um, uh, yeah, I mean. I, I would wear just, like, the baggiest thing I had. And, well, and that's why I liked when I – that was actually what pushed me over the edge with the 43X was finding out that the Shield Arms magazines carried 15 rounds. And yeah. and as an asterisk to that point, they were reliable and carried 15 that's rounds the, because that's the big one yeah because you see a lot of companies come out with aftermarket mags right now like the clear plastic ones or, or whatever there's lots of, there's lots of shit out there those or, of uh, you at home or pro mag who are listening to this i want you to look at your shelf if you have a clear plastic magazine for your gun i want you to sucker punch yourself and then i want you to throw those away no i mean they're, that they're okay is the for hallmark the range of a true fud i'm sorry in my opinion that is the hallmark of well. a fud and I can't stand it. I think it looks like the most Nintendo 64 thing ever. Like, oh, does it come in candy apple green as well, or is it only the ice clear? I think they do come in different colors now. Um, people do it with AR mags, too, and I don't, I don't understand why you want a, uh, like a deep purple or bright red magazine. I don't you want to look like a range ninja while you're pretending to be tacked to cool at the range yeah i don't get that you know like the colored ex- and, and i say this having after you know gone through and and changed out uh a mag release and an end plate and a magazine extension stuff to do you know metal parts that are uh, that, anodized that's anodized metal though and they are re- those are reliability features that you're upgrading well technically but i didn't need to do like the bright blue i could just on black you could have for that stealthier look. But, I mean, if it's a concealed gun, nobody really sees it. And let's be honest, looking cool is incredibly important. Well, it is incredibly important. I, but I just, what I don't, what I'm getting at is I don't understand the people, like you were saying, that they put, like an, on an AR, right? Yeah. Why you have red hardware, everything, a red selector switch, a red trigger, red magazines with black receivers, and then, like, a red stock. And it's, you know, it just doesn't make sense to why you're going to do all that goofy shit. Um, and because a lot of times those parts to be that special color and everything it they're you're either sacrificing on quality um or the color you know that's why everything comes in one color black if you want it in a special color it's going to be more money or if you want it for less money you're getting a shittier chinese made part that's 
going to bend, that's going to break, that's going to well, snap. That's whatever. like your opinion. No, you that's that's no like a idea. pretty well documented fact. You have fact. no idea the specifications of Chinesium, the stress tests that they go through. There aren't. Go on. Aren't what? Stress tested. Here or in China? No. <laughs> like, come on. Seriously. What was, okay. All right. Now we're going to dive down like a story hole here. Oh, it was a charging handle. You had, it looked like a Radian Raptor charging handle. Yeah. And I got it for I, like 14 bucks. I no, because it's like wish.com or something. No, it was off of one of, I can't remember. It was a, an American gunsmith company, one of these companies that does their own builds and stuff. And they got them and they, when they sold them or pre ordered them, whatever, they already did the pre order, it was a made in America product that's what it was advertised as they actually came out three or four weeks later and said we apologize we've actually just found that these are were not manufactured in the u.s please contact you know whatever email address if you'd like to cancel your order um that was 15 bucks and i pretty much knew it too good to be true type deal right, right. so i mean i i kept the order i got the charging handle it hasn't broken yet although it's also not on one of my guns yeah, I'm pretty sure, don't you? It doesn't sit at your desk and you kind of like play with it when you're stressed or something. I don't know. It's around here somewhere. I don't know. I thought it was super cool and I totally wanted it. And you threatened to smack me in the face and you're like, this is cheap crap. Do yeah. not put that on a light well, rifle that I you're going to trust. You want to you want to shave, uh, you know, cost, cut costs and stuff. Um, places I wouldn't do it. Okay. Safety selector, charging handle. I'll use mil spec safety. Bolt carrier. I got. I have. I'll, I have a cool. I have a really cool uh, bolt carrier. It's silver. Yeah, that's. I mean, silver <laughs> coating is fine, you know, or uh, the gold nickel, coating. Nickel boron. Some, yeah, yeah. Gold yeah. coating is what I really wanted because it's what John Wick has. And clearly, that makes me a better shooter. Um, it's science, so you're shaking your head, but I already know you're wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I, I. It doesn't really matter. Knowing and, that it's like you know, you know not tempered metal or it's not stress tested metal or basically they they waited until. Um, you know, the plans became available and they just kind of figured out that it was not Because all it really is, it's a skeletonized charging handle that has, it's an ambi. I mean, sorry to, to correct you. All it really is, is intellectual property theft. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. Sold at like an eighth of the price. That's like, actually, I was looking online <clears throat> yesterday because um, I just ordered and How I just got my. bourbon have you had? You're getting hot. I get not. Um, I just uh, got my my new T Rex Arms Orion belt, the Gen Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking. I was looking at getting one of their uh, slim med kits that goes on there. Um, they're sold out. I have. <clears throat> I saw them. I haven't actually seen any of the review videos, but I know T Rex Arms puts out just fantastic yeah, quality and stuff. Just like the belts, it's uh, manufactured through Coyote Tactical. Just uh, okay. like a high quality product, and you pay for quality, right? So well, yeah. The empty pouch is about forty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um. So I started Googling and Amazon searching just to find if there's something like more slim than what I have right now. Um, I think we both run the same Condor pouch as a tearaway. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's just not the It's smallest. functional. It's just not as sexy as something like a T-Rex arm. So I found one on Amazon for 27 bucks that's literally the exact same as the T-Rex arms pouch by like a company called like Paytac, P-E-Y-T-A-C or something. Um, I looked at the measurement specifications, the, the height, the width, the you know depth, literally the same. The laser cuts on the back literally the same the difference being that when you start reading the reviews you get a couple reviews five stars five stars great 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 they paid for maybe um but then you start getting the ones that are one and two stars where hey anytime i pushed pulled on this it ripped uh this won't live up to the stresses of getting in and out of vehicles and you know uh if you gotta roll on the ground or anything whereas the quality of the the coyote tactical product probably a lot better right so oh sure and I mean, and I'm I'm a huge proponent of shopping around and doing your homework because you know I feel like there's always a cheaper way to do it, yeah. but to a certain extent. Well, and you you mean there's certain things you don't want to again. To say, I mean, I just said it. You you don't want to save money on certain things. Yeah. Your medical um, and your like your armor and stuff probably not the place where you want to skimp out. Probably not. Right. Um, yeah. Don't go with the and this is just the pouch, right? It's not. We're not talking about the contents. Um, cause I know TRX sells it with a filled pre-built kit yeah. for like a hundred bucks more. Um, or you can fill it yourself. Like I've been collecting medical stuff, uh, chest seals and, you know, cat tourniquets, just little bits here and there. Um, so I have my own stuff that I throw in there and can fill it with, 
but that doesn't do you any good if you slide down a hill and you lose the pouch and yeah. 20 minutes later you realize shit i need this i don't have it anymore because it came off my belt the first time i did anything in it fair enough you know so quality is definitely worth the money uh yeah. even though it may not seem like it's important right now plus i really can't the intellectual property thing sucks you know especially when it's probably a let's be honest a chinese company that ripped off an american design yeah you know and yeah. i mean i get it. it and i'm not nothing against taking somebody else's concept and innovating and changing right like a well, lot of people as long as you're going to improve or put your own touches on it or make it yours in some way not yeah. literally a carbon copy a carbon copy with cheaper material and mm-hmm. um, yeah just trying to repackage rebrand it for cheaper not doing the work yourself just kind of standing on the shoulders of the company that did that work already Well, this is why you see a lot of like uh there's a couple of knife companies, like it's Ganzo and Firebird, you know, like knife companies that just, they copy popular designs, but then they'll like borrow a trait from somebody else and, oh, well, this is our knife. And because it's a foreign-based company, there's only so much you can do about it. Like like a paramilitary two, Spyderco, one of their flagship designs, right? Right. Here, we're going to copy the blade shape, the profile, the size, everything yeah, but, but we're gonna give a, a an access lock, lock access on it lock, yeah. like what benchmade has instead of a compression lock sounds it's like the different. best of both worlds to me what kind of blade does that come with d2 440c Ooh. yeah not Ooh. not great steel uh i'll be honest i do own one you that's why i know one. all this um it is it, it's my travel knife um it's like when i when i travel so it'll it'll still cut things and go stabby stab it's just you know if you lose it you're not heartbroken oh yeah it's a 20 20 or 25 dollar knife if i lost that thing i'd you know, now that you say that, it was also my. I decided uh, as of this instant that Kershaw Showtime that you bought me—that's my new travel knife. Because I, I might actually be excited if I lost that thing. You could just buy a new knife and throw that one away, or um, or keep it around as you know a reminder of all the things you don't want in life. Or it could be like an ultra sleek letter opener. Don't take that to work. <laughs> your financial institution, your employer. They will not appreciate it. No, no, no. I'll keep it in my home office. Yeah. You don't work from home. I have a home office. I mostly use it for video games and paying bills, but it exists. I feel like we got so far away from the original point. Yeah, we totally did. That's probably my fault, but... Yeah. I'm going to um, go ahead and say it's 100% my fault. Yeah. So, to, I mean, come full circle. I know we started talking about, you know, uh, <laughs> SBRs and the Mark 18 platform. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, you should... Check out our Facebook page. I did share a video on there. Um, really informative. It's about 25 minutes long. It goes through like the history and the manufacturing and what certain parts and stuff were put together and why. And if you do the research on it, um, you know, the 5.56 five, round and barrel lengths and stuff, you, there's actual science and testing because these decisions weren't, uh, they weren't made lightly and how to shorten those barrels. Um, you know, uh, if, if any of you have been in the military, you know, there's a lot of testing and a lot of money and resources that go into making those kinds of decisions. Right. So the 10.3 really is the shortest I would go. Uh, if you need something shorter than 10.3, you should probably go with a handgun. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, I guess you could probably go with like a 9mm subgun. Uh, you're going to lose... a street bog. I fancy myself a street bog. That thing is going to be fantastic when if I you, Yeah, if you, can't afford, if you can't afford like an MP5 or, or something like that, which mm, that's pretty much all of us, Yeah. Uh, yep. you know... Uh, and regardless of what they say, I, I still firmly believe that Palmetto State's MP7 clone will not be out for at least another five years. MP7 or MP5? They're got MP5. MP, yeah, MP5. Yeah, sorry. Single shot <laughs> they, MP5. Yeah, uh, which they've had at SHOT Show like the last five years. And yeah. it's like, oh, we're working on it. We're really close. We're really close. And then this year it was supposed to be, it was actually supposed to be out like end of 2020 or mid 2020. And, yeah, and they, they didn't the even... Yeah, and they didn't even their their Glock about it. There's no there've been no updates. Yeah, the Glock. Well, I haven't really looked in a while either. But they were doing that Glock Gen Three, the dagger, whatever that yeah. was like a three hundred fifty or four hundred dollar Glock nineteen Gen Three. I, I was excited about that. Yeah, I know Lexi was thinking about getting one. You know, because yeah. it came with the you get with the threaded barrel and the suppressor height sights, and it was got an MOS or uh, sorry an RMR optic cut and everything. I was like, yeah. hey, for four hundred dollars, I. You know, uh, check out the reviews and look at getting one. But they came out that first wave. They sold out almost immediately, and then it, that's been it. Yeah. Um, and that was back in like September, I think. So, um, but yeah, nine millimeter uh, sub gun. You could do like a Strebog. You could do an AR nine. But if you guys just word to the wise, if you're gonna do something like that, uh, buy it pre built from a reputable manufacturer. I've seen a lot of 
uh, reviews and stuff where uh, they have cycling issues because yeah, the, the gas nine- systems are kind of temperamental on AR9s. Yeah, and it's just because it's a shorter gas system and the right. pressure behind it is different than what you deal with with right. a. You got to have a specific type of buffer spring. And- yeah, and buffer weight. You know, if yeah. you go too light or too heavy, you start having issues and stuff. So don't, right. unless you're one of those people that really knows what you're doing, I'd really recommend uh, looking at just a pre built one or just learn how to shoot a handgun be my my real uh recommendation professionally speaking um amateur professional all day every day i mean i personally i i endorse the idea of like a street bog or even an ar9 for those of you johnny six packs out there that thought that you needed to buy an ak9 like an ak platform that accepts nine millimeter glock magazines again if you revisit previous comments i want you to sucker punch yourself and then throw that in the trash that well, is garbage, and it's an abomination. <laughs> it's your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean, people like what they like, and if you're more proficient with a, an AK's uh, manual of arms, and you for whatever reason need to go the nine millimeter out or forty five, well, I do think I would more power to you. But reaching under or reaching over to rack the the charging handle on the opposite side of the gun, I just think that looks sexy. But I, I just, no, what no no, it does no. It's slower. I'm I'm picturing it in my mind right now, and I feel like I would be an attractive man just reaching under after pumping a fresh mag in. Look, reach under. You no matter what you say, yeah. wanting to give you the benefit of the doubt because we're twins, mm-hmm. you won't look better. I just watched you shoot. We just dry fired for like an hour. I look damn good. Yeah, man. You. I impressed even myself. Setting the bar pretty low. Pretty low. Wow. Hurtful. Wow. It's hurtful. I was faster than you on the one drill. One time. That did happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know you are you were talking about it. You can get your uh, your stimulus check. You can order a, a Streebog. I, you know, I never really, I hope, if nothing else, maybe this, people are going out buying more guns and stuff. Maybe this helps sell some of those lesser-known reliable weapon systems. I, I don't know. If they may be as hard to get as anything else right now. I, I have no idea. Um, but if you guys are really looking... I mean, A, best of luck, but B, I would really recommend, my recommendations haven't changed. 9mm, um, and not even because it's it's the availability of the ammunition, because nothing's available, but the shootability of it, the, capaci- the capacity is, is huge. Yeah. You know, follow-up shots are important. Um, accuracy is, is With critical. With modern ammo technology as well, I mean, the ballistic coefficient, the difference between a 9mm and a 45 the performance is that you're, negligible. Well, and there was a... Um, I think I talked about this a while back too, when they did the study for the FBI looking because the FBI switched to they, forty, because well, um, right. the forty for those of you who don't know the forty was supposed to be a hybrid round between the nine mil and the forty five ACP supposed mm-hmm. to have you know the best of both worlds. Well, because it started off as the and weight of a nine. It started off as the ten, they were going to go with the ten millimeter round, right? Uh, but it overperformed, it overpenetrated, and because and there's it kicks like a mule. Well, that too, but. Um, for liability reasons, over penetration obviously as a law enforcement officer oh, is yeah. is you can't have that. So, right. yeah, they went up with the forty. But when you the actually look, of uh, avoiding lawsuits cannot be overstated if you're a, a government employee uh, or loss of life. I think that's probably the more appropriate argument, don't you? Don't you think? I would think the U.S. government operates in ones and zeros. You know this. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, but if you look at the the mass of like the 10 holes that you would create with 40 caliber rounds yeah. versus the 17 or whatever, however many nine millimeter rounds, it's actually a greater surface area with the nine millimeter than it is with the 40 or 45. So well, like you harvest more meat with each bullet. Um, yeah, because there's more of them. Yes. Yeah. Each hole is a little bit smaller, but there's more of them. Right. Uh, and it gives you more opportunities to hit your target. So like my, nothing's easy to find right now, but, um, for reliability and accuracy, uh, and capacity, I've, I recommend the nine millimeter to anybody who's talking about getting into a gun. I don't think anybody should jump into a, uh, you know, like a three fifty seven or a thirty eight special no, or forty four. Do I you own know. a three fifty seven. It's a, I mean, it's fun for like the first five trigger pulls, and then it just hurts. Well, because we had a friend that got a hold of both of us uh, talking about getting, you know, CPL, and oh, I think I'm going to buy a revolver because that's what I've shot before. I'm just comfortable with it. And there's a lot to be said for being comfortable, sure. You know, but yeah. at the same time, I would. I would think it would be a disservice as a friend to not at least say, have you tried a semi-automatic 9mm? I think you might enjoy that more 
um, it's easier to reload, right? You're not fumbling with, uh, and the speed loaders on revolvers are what they are. You know, what I mean, they're not yeah. the worst thing in the world. Well, sure, but, but five rounds at a time on a, yeah. you know, on a Smith and Wesson airframe, or maybe six rounds at a time, versus the the fifteen rounds that you're going to be able to pump out of a Glock 19, or the thirteen rounds from a 43x. I mean, literally, you can right now. My 43 is ten or nine, nine plus, plus one. one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm at double the capacity, double the fun. Without even reloading. Well, and that's just the thing is you, yeah, you know, you if you can cut down on how often you have to reload and uh, maximize your potential for hit, for you know hits for yeah, um, unless you're some kind you of know. you know trick shot sharpshooter artist. No, I mean I there's mean, I don't I'll, I mean if I, I'm all for it, you want to keep a Smith and Wesson 500 Magnum next to the bed, you do you boo boo, but. I mean, unless you know for a doubt that you're hitting every shot that you're. But let me ask you: When's the last time you talked to anybody, saw anything online, read anything, where they actually suggested that you carry something in that larger caliber for defense? Oh, never, never, never. It's always for the first rule is always what you feel comfortable with, but the second rule is usually, you know, whatever is plentiful and nine mil. Well, you can be accurate with. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I've I've seen people, you know, talk about carrying twenty two magnum for defense because yeah. you know they're either a small lady or they're a smaller man or they just feel that you know you can keep that gun online and on target i mean i don't care who it is if you're getting shot with 22 is it does it have the most stopping power no probably not does it no. penetrate the most also no well but if i get shot with a 22 at the very least, I'm going to stop and reconsider the life choices that brought me to that moment, Probably. and reevaluate. You know, and I'm and again I, to get back to the that that you know point I made. I'm not going to roast anybody who wants to carry the responsibility of being a firearm owner and carrying that firearm for defense. I had sure. a, you know a customer I talked to before who said they carried a, a 22 in their purse. Yeah. I'm not going to say, well, excuse me, ma'am. I don't think that's exactly the smartest choice to you. I mean, you know what? Hey, if that's what you feel comfortable shooting, and it's going to do more than. You know, than uh, pepper spray. It's going to do more than a, you know, a, a key or something or a spike. You know, one of those self-defense weapons that they so oh, they market ew. to women and stuff on a keychain. Yeah, it's going to do more than that. And you know, hey, good for you. Train with it. Be don't be a liability. Be proficient. Be an asset. You know, train with your weapon system. Get to know your weapon system. That's really it. I mean, I got to have to respond to situations. We have friends that carry three eighties. I mean, um, you know, personally, I I wouldn't. Given oh, the, other the pros and cons yeah. uh, to to the, the 380 versus nine millimeter, I would Every rather day of the carry week and twice on Sundays. I'm moving from 380 to nine millimeter because well, it's yeah. nearly the same recoil, but I would get a step up in stopping power. Uh, I just yeah, there's there's no reason in the world to me to carry a 380. Yeah, if no, you can, I, if I you would handle agree. 380, you're gonna be able to handle nine millimeter. The difference is so negligible. It's I, so small. I would agree with that. Um, you know, it is what it is, though. I mean, you're carrying at least you're carrying something, and you're starting to see guns in 380 with a lo- little bit larger capacity. They're not these little tiny pocket pistols with five rounds in them anymore. They're oh uh, yeah, the little well, Saturday night special stripper pistols where you get like the the four in the mag or like one a, in the chamber, uh, like a 30 cal. Ooh, yeah, 30 cal, 25 cal with the pearl handles. I think uh, doesn't Dad own a 30 cal or a 25 cal revolver? It's yeah, a 25. Grandpa's? To 25 caliber revolver. Something like that. It looks like a starting pistol, but it's... It's not? Yeah. It's it. I can get, like, one and a half fingers on the handle of that thing, and I can barely get the, like... I can get up to the first knuckle through the trigger guard. It's that small. He's got that, and then he has a 38 long Colt uh, revolver. Yeah. That is I know he, he mentioned small. that being able to find ammo for both, for both of those three years ago was was difficult and now he'd probably have an easier time because those are considered exotic calibers these days probably all he can find like yeah yeah 22 hornet or 17 lmr or whatever like weird just weird stuff that you have no idea what kind of a gun shoots that but Mm -mm. i have no idea no i don't really get into the exotic calibers i just that's like you know i get i get shit from friends because well i don't need all the stuff you have and i'm not into defense shooting well i am so and when the poop hits the fan, and make no mistake, folks, poop is going to hit the fan at some point. Uh, you're going to be the prepared guy, and everybody's going to be looking to you like, oh, save me, save me. I know this because I'm at the top of that list. You're definitely you're more not, prepared than I am. Uh, yeah, you're you're not even in top three on my list of people to like. You know, fall back on to have a lot of that survival I'm network. I'm like four blocks over. Yeah, no, you're just, I mean, 
I can have all my crap in a duffel bag and at your house ready to mooch off of the teat of life from my wife and my ammo. 15 minutes. Yeah. What? No. I can cook. I have (laughs) survival skills. Uh Uh-huh. It's fine. Do you think they'll have pizza in the apocalypse? (laughs) No. God damn, dude. Okay, well, on that... (laughs) On that uh, very sour note, we're gonna go ahead and call it a <laughs> call it a night here. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, so I know I did. Little banter for you for you all. Uh, just uh, some friendly firearms discussion. I feel like sometimes you glean some knowledge and find some valuable points and whatnot. So that's it for Usually us. Usually when I'm on, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Especially wealth when, of knowledge. Yeah, it's a gift. Uh, hopefully next week I'll be able to get Sam, uh, in here working with me, uh, or at least maybe even the three of us together. We'll see what we can, we can throw together. Threesome. Uh, yeah. That'd be excellent. Very exotic. Uh, until, until that, uh, very, very special night. Hope you guys get out there and you train and, uh, until then make sure you stay prepared. <laughs>